Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is a Bambushi Happy Hour. How are you, Mom? What's up? Oh, wonderful. I'm great. Everything is good on this end. Just getting back into the swing of everything. Uh, had a wonderful holiday season. And um, so now, you know, time to get back to work. How Mom, about you, ha- sweetie? Happy New Year. This is the first well, well, season. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, we've already said Happy New Year, but we'll say it again. Happy New Year. And this is the, you know, welcome everyone. Welcome back. And Happy New Year to everyone. This is our first show of 2024. So I'm looking forward to a wonderful year. Okay, so this is going to be um, a little different than our normal episodes because we usually say pop culture and one episode we say film and TV, but we're going to do a little bit of both because we've been gone for a while. <laughs> so my uh, before we get started, um, I guess, you know, we always let everybody know what we're drinking, but we're going to do things differently this year. We're not going to give any shout outs except on special occasions, um, but we will do a toast as always. So we should probably toast to the new year. And this is also the Bambushi Happy Hours dry January, which dry January means either wine or, or light beer. So go okay. ahead. Okay. All right. Let's lift our glasses and let's toast to long life and prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness. Salud. Salud. Okay. 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 All right, Ma. Before we get started um, on, you know, our regular topics, Want to just announce that we are doing, of course, the Bambushi Happy Hour Book of the uh, Book Club, and so we'll be announcing what the book of the month for January is next week. We will also be doing a special Golden Globe special that will be posted after the Golden Globes that are happening this Sunday. So it's going to be on YouTube in its entirety, and also as a regular episode on Sunday, and we are. As you know, we like to follow certain reality shows. We're going to be following a reality show from the beginning to the end, and we're going to be posting that on YouTube, and we'll let you know about that next week. And that'll be on our YouTube page, All Things Peju, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour. We also will continue to update our Etsy shop monthly, and we will have special episodes, random special episodes for people who um, are our biggest supporters, and we'll let you know about that coming up soon. Okay. okay. All right. Sounds Ma. great. Okay. All right. So Ma, I don't know if you saw this trending and this, this is kind of funny to start things off. Fans okay. seem to notice, and we don't know if this is true or not, but fans notice that LeBron's wife, Savannah, it seems as though that she only takes pictures with females and never with men. Now, some people had an issue with this, and some people applauded her. Now, we don't know if it's true, but like I said, it's trending. What are your thoughts if it's true? Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't, couldn't even hazard a guess because I don't think she doesn't. What do you mean? Random men, family, friends? What? I don't even know what that means. I don't think that's true. I've seen in pictures with LeBron. Well, no. Do you well, mean other you mean than LeBron other and than, her children? 
Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, who, what men is she supposed to be taking pictures with? Well, they showed, uh, they used a couple of examples, Ma, where they showed some fans wanted to take pictures with her and they happened to be males. And oh, she, okay. She okay, well, uh, no. okay. All and right, for the so women, well, you took selfies with the women. Okay, well, um, I'm going to say that's her own personal standard and I respect her standard, plain and simple. You know, I respect her standard. That's how she wants to do it and that's how she does it. Okay. And so, and so, you know, good on Savannah. That's her choice. Okay. I mean, that that's it. That's it. Now, listen, you know? we don't know if this is really true, but this is what people were saying. Uh, listen, she can take pictures maybe she wants it, it, you, to take pictures with, whether she yeah. to to not take pictures with men or if she chooses to take pictures with women. I'm sorry, Ma, go ahead. You seem like you. No, no, I'm just listening to you. Uh, you know, and then I don't know, maybe it's the specific fans, the way they approached her. Maybe it was just those specific men uh, or maybe that's a blanket policy. You know, I mean, I don't know. But either way, I respect uh, her choice. You know, Savannah stays out of trouble. She minds her business. She seems like a good wife. She seems like a good mother, a you know, good businesswoman. We'll just leave the lady alone. That's what and, I mean. and right. And maybe that, and, and absolutely. And maybe that's the decision that she's made. Maybe there's some validity to it. Maybe it's not. Who knows? You know, I can say one thing. She's been handling her business very well throughout these years. She's done a very good job. That's right. Okay. Okay. Now somebody well, else. You know, she's the, she's the opposite of Jada. And speaking of Jada, Ma. Jada hmm. decided. Hmm. Jada decided that she was going to show off her uh, jean leg warmers on social media, and social media went into a frenzy because at first they didn't recognize Jada. They thought it was either Fat Joe or Pitbull. Do you think that was by design? What are your thoughts on that, Ma? I don't know, but she certainly was looking very. Uh, uh... I don't want to say looking, she was looking very, oh, I got to be careful. I don't want to offend anybody, but she was looking very masculine. Her okay. masculine energy was totally on display. Okay. Uh, I mean, she's always uh, has short hair or no hair or whatever. She does all sorts of things with her hair. So I don't think it was just a hair issue. I think it was just the entire uh, persona, you know, the whole energy that she was pro projecting. Is she just a dad, you know, had her masculine thing going? Well, I, I don't know what that was all about. It did. At first, I didn't recognize who it was. Um, I did understand. Because you thought you thought it was a man. I, I, yeah, I really did think it was yeah. at first. And I thought that he had just, you know, lost a lot of weight. You know, just on, got, you know, went, had gone extremely. Yeah. yeah, had gone extreme. Yeah, yeah. So what, you know, I don't know what Jade is doing, but whatever she's doing, it seems as though she's always looking for attention. Uh, there you go. When you <laughs> sent the picture to me, I just thought it was one of your friends. I thought it was one of your male friends. I thought it was a man. I right. didn't think it was Jada. Uh, and I didn't think too much about the leg warmers. They didn't seem that impressive. Maybe they are, but they didn't seem like anything to write home about, as they used to say. Uh, you know, so I, I didn't get it. I just thought it was an attention grab. Okay. Well, yeah, she did. If she was trying to get attention, she was successful in that. Yeah. But yeah. I won't be rocking those leg warmers. Let me just. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> no. 
No, they weren't. They didn't look very impressive. That's for sure. Not the way she was wearing them. Okay. Okay, Ma. Uh, another lady who has been in social media, uh, who's always making headlines, Cardi B. Now, Cardi B posted a couple of things about Offset, who is, we most people thought it was her strange husband, but who knows these days? Apparently, they look like they were very close during the whole New Year's Eve, and she confirmed okay. that her and Offset indeed had sex. Well, I don't know why. Who she confirmed that with? Who the hell asked her? Social media. She went on and posted on Instagram. Or what, one oh, Cardi. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Cardi, you, you're acting like a bozo. <laughs> go ahead. You know, you have a fight and you're screaming and howling and talking about how this man use and abuse you. And then the next thing you're talking about, you had sex. If that's how you're going to do, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> you know, people not going to take you as a serious person. Go ahead, Cardi. Get out of here. And everybody has fights with their significant other. Why are you making yourself public? You just seem silly. Oh, come on, Cardi. Oh, oh gosh. You know, I like Cardi, but come on, Cardi. We don't we don't really need to hear your fights anymore with, with your husband. Right. Never right. And, then, and why are you announcing whoever you had sex with? Well, what it I mean, it is your husband. I mean, there is an expectation that you have had, and if y'all are reconciled or trying to reconcile. That you will continue to have sex with him. What is the big? What is what is the point of the announcement? Mm. Oh, go ahead, Cardi. Okay, <laughs> okay. I see she's not changing in the new year. I see that. Okay, go ahead. All right. So moving on to uh, Mister. Oh, I forgot about him. But okay, Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, you know my he goes on Pat McAfee's show every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So he was on there and I guess he thought he was funny. Anyway, he says that he'll pop some sort of bottle when the Epstein associates list is released. And he suggested that Jimmy Kimmel would be named. He says there's a lot of people, including Jimmy people who, you know, are really hoping that it doesn't come out. And so Jimmy Kimmel got a hold of that. Now, mind you, Jimmy Kimmel does his comedy and he sometimes, you know, uh, makes fun of Pat McAfee's skits with uh, Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't really go in. They're, they're yeah. fun. Yeah. So th this is what Jimmy Kimmel said. And he didn't seem like he was joking here. He said, dear asshole. And he has a double A and double S hole. For the record, I've not met, flown with, visited or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we will debate the facts further in court. And that's what he sent to Aaron Rodgers on. I, I don't think he's joking. I don't think he's joking. And and Aaron Rodgers, that was in poor taste. Oh, yeah. That was in poor taste. Anything even uh, tangentially associated with, uh, we're talking about J. Epstein, right? Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's not funny. Okay. That's no. not funny. You know, 
because there are there are lists of persona non grata and even criminals associated with Jeffrey Epstein. That's Mm -hmm. not funny. Okay. Yeah, I don't, you know, my, you know, back in the day, I used to really like Aaron Rodgers um, because of his talent as a quarterback. But over the past few years, I see that Aaron Rodgers is not the stand up type of guy that I thought he was. And he doesn't seem to be very sensible. Let's just say that. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's supposed to be so brilliant. And isn't that doing what? What? With trivia? He knows trivia, maybe. I don't even know that he knows trivia. I don't really know anything about him. Well, I think he did well on Jeopardy, um, and that's why they invited him to be the host of Jeopardy for, you know, a few weeks or whatever it was during the summer or or off season. But, you know, like I said, all you you have to do is, is, right, all you have to do is hit the right category. Okay. If you're lucky enough to get, if you get certain categories, they'll blow you out. If you hit the right category, you do well. And everybody has learned that, you know. Right. It's all about clicking into your category. No, he's a fool. He's an idiot. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not. That's not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. Not, mm. not because that's a real situation, real criminals involved. That's a real thing. Right. You know, so now, so now you're crossing over into something else. No, that's and, not funny. And you know what? You know, every time we try to, to every time you want to root for him when he had his injury, you know, you're like, oh, you know, you felt a little bit bad. Things like this happen. And you you be saying, hey, look, the NFL is, is OK without you, Aaron. If this is this is your attitude, we don't need you bringing this to the game because this you're bringing ex, extra nonsense to the game of football. Right, he goes right. on the show and he starts talking crazy. So I'm sorry. I just don't respect that. I don't No, No, I don't either. No, keep, keep it funny. Don't go serious. Don't go real. You're talking about a very serious situation right there. People are dead in jail, everything surrounding that whole issue. So don't make jokes like that. That's not funny. Okay. All right. Um. So my, I'm going to move on to something else that's really not funny and I'm a little bit disappointed and I really want to get your take on this because this is something that is we're going to be talking about all this year so okay Charlemagne who I generally you know like Charlemagne uh you know I, I think that he is you know pretty intelligent brother uh he has said that he will not be endorsing Joe Biden um he he said it's been a thorn in his side you know, since he endorsed her, endorsed him, I'm sorry, and Kamala. He said that he always wanted it to be known that it wasn't specifically an endorsement for Joe Biden, but it was supporting Kamala. But he failed that they failed all of their campaign trail, um, you know, objectives, like whether it was like mental health, which was a big thing, and that he just feels that he was completely let down. Now, he also feels that the Democrats should put up somebody better than Joe Biden that will defeat Donald Trump. And he has an issue with it because he's surprised that they haven't found anyone in three plus years. Now, I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Okay, Uh, He says that he feels very let down and he doesn't think that uh, he feels that a lot of people aren't going to go vote because what has changed. And he also feels that Joe Biden hasn't found a way to focus on his wins that all of this other 
negative stuff has been put to the for- forefront. So what are your thoughts, mom? Uh, the only thing, it's not that uh, I disagree with the things that Charlemagne has said overall. And certainly I respect his right and opinion to say and feel however he chooses. The only issue is you pointed out the problem, but Charlemagne, what is the solution? You see your alternative, your alternative is to not vote, okay? Or mm-hmm. to give your vote to a third party candidate or an alternate candidate who will not possibly garner enough votes to win. Mm-hmm. And and by him and others squandering their vote, then that's a vote for Trump. That's well, the problem. I, I that's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let me well, read this if- quick. Let me just read this quick, mind, and then you can add on to it. He said, "It's almost like Democrats are doing this purity test. America is not pure. The people of America are not are not pure. We're flawed. I'm not looking for my politicians to be pure. I'm looking for my politicians to be effective. That leaves the voters with not much of a choice. In 2024, it's a race between the cowards, the crooks, and the couch. And so." Okay, so anyhow, that doesn't alter anything. That does, okay. nothing, nothing that he says there alters the fact that it is a primarily two-party system, and one or the other is going to win. It is going to be a Democrat or a Republican. So now you choose. If you choose not to vote, if you choose to abstain, that's a win for. Uh, if he had been voting for Biden and he chooses not to vote, then he's voting for Trump. It's just that plain and simple. High voter turnout is the only way the Democrats win. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And he and if he knows all that he appears to know, then he knows that it's been proven out. It's been borne out empirically and quantifiably. So everybody knows that a third party candidate in the past has always benefited, uh, voting for a third party candidate has always generally benefited, taken from the Democrats and benefited the Republicans. I don't know about that anymore, but even that is a high risk, you Mm -hmm. know, but to not vote at all is certainly uh, a vote for um, the end of democracy. So if Charlemagne has it all figured out how that's going to benefit him, his lifestyle, his family, his quality of life, on and on and on. If he has that figured out, if he has it figured out that way, then Charlemagne, I want you to do some more thinking between now and election time. I want you to rethink that. Everybody knows what you're saying is true. But how do you stop the anarchists? How do you stop the insurrectionists? How do you stop King Trump. How do you stop them? That's what you need to be looking at. We understand everything you said, but Donald Trump is there telling you what he's going to do. He's saying how he's going to do, and I believe that right, right, right. And 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 if and if and if you and if you don't believe him because he already started, and Charlemagne, if you don't believe him, then you're a fool. Okay, so Joe is old. Maybe he'll kill over. Maybe maybe Kamala will step up. Why don't you look at that part of it? You know, why don't you look at what the alternatives are 
Why are you saying you're not well, going to endorse? You're not going to this. You're not going to over. Let's just I, listen. Listen, I don't. I'm saying if that's your thinking, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it, it appears that that's what he's alluding to. His age, you know, that's what it sounded like he was, you know, alluding to to me. And mm-hmm. that's what so many others have. It's not that I'm saying that. No, because mm-hmm. we can all kill over before him, myself right. included, myself primarily. You know, I'm just saying whatever the thinking is. Yes. Why aren't you seeing some positivity versus Donald Trump in for another term? This man has told you he has no respect for anybody doesn't care about anybody. And why can't you see when it's a two-party system and he's the leading candidate in the other party? Why Why I is it? I, listen, Ma, I'm completely, me, you and I are completely um, in agreement with we, the lesser of of the, the two evils. Not that uh, not that I think Joe Biden is evil. Uh, I just think that there are obviously better candidates out there. Uh, but you have to go vote. Like I don't. I, I hate to say this. I hate to say, oh well, you have to take the lesser two evils. But we don't have any other choice. You must go vote. It's now. a vote. It's a vote for us to hold on to democracy, and it's hanging on by a thread already. Yeah. Now we're they've taken that. they've taken women's rights. Mm-hmm. They're harassing. Uh, they they're harassing um, the immigrants of color, and mm-hmm. on and on and on. You know, Charlemagne, come on, man, come on, but, Charlemagne. But all of that they've being loaded, said, they've loaded the courts. Mom, you know, all oh, of that being please. said, everything and everything is true, true, true. Why aren't the Democrats stepping up with a better candidate? Why aren't they? We people are begging them because because you know why so far and and we're pretty far along. And so far, they're saying that they think he's the only one who can beat uh, Trump. But they're also saying that he's losing in the polls number now. They're saying the polls are so close. Well, well, and well saying that Trump I, listen, has higher numbers. No, I, I meant that that had been the thinking all along to, to gotcha. up until we got to this point. Gotcha. At this point, I don't know who it's going to be. Who is it going to be? They had mentioned one individual who was going to be running uh, uh, on the Democratic ticket. And he was some a very obscure uh, politician, and I never even heard. I heard him mention it, and then you didn't hear anything else about it. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Oh, completely. You know, uh, I can't even remember the name. I think maybe the name. I don't even want to call a name in case I'm saying the wrong name. But they had mentioned that at one point, and then it just seemed like it was a big joke. Then you didn't hear anything else. No follow up. No. No. Nothing. Nothing at all. So. Let's see how it goes. I understand everybody, but let me tell you, baby, I will vote for anybody on a Democratic ticket before I will vote for Donald Trump. That's all well, before I will or not even vote do? for Donald Trump, but before I will not vote at all. all right. Oh, no, I will vote. We have to go vote. If we care about democracy, we have to go vote because, you see, the whole institution of democracy is bigger than any one human being. We'll and see. then Donald Trump, and then Donald Trump, that's a human being who has no regard for democracy or the Constitution and has let us know what he plans to do. So, Charlemagne, please, I want you to come up with a better alternative than what you're saying. We know we hope that they will do better. The Democrats, we hope they will come up with a, you know, a, a more energetic and, you know, more youthful candidate and so forth and so on. I, I'm in full agreement with you. And I swore up and down, I would not vote for Biden. 
a year or two ago because it never dawned on me that they was really going to, uh, he was going to run unopposed. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm scratching my head about the same thing, but I'd be damned if I will not vote at all or vote for Trump. And didn't they Cause, say before cause that I thought, cause I thought Joe, the one-term president? Didn't they say that? I, I, whatever they said, now was something different. And I had never, 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 because I thought uh, Joe Biden was too old the first time he ran. But And Trump is too? Let's Well, yeah, I'm, but I'm not even going into the thing about Trump because everything is wrong with Trump. All right. With, with Joe Biden, it's really just his age. It's, that's the main thing with Joe Biden. But with Trump, he's just wrong, period, for the job. Yeah. He's just wrong all the way around. Not if we want to keep our democracy, not if we want America to be the America that we've all been born into and have lived in and so on and so forth. Imperfect though she may be, baby, it's a whole lot better than what's being proposed by Donald Trump. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, my- so Charlemagne. So Charlemagne, please, 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 let's give that some more thought and come up with a more positive thing rather than to abstain from voting. Listen, that that that, that is the most that's the poorest choice that you can make. We're we're gonna that, be talking, that's the worst choice. We're gonna okay. be talking about that this entire year, and so we are gonna encourage absolutely, absolutely, you know, obviously encourage people to vote. Uh, you know, I'm, but I understand why people feel the way they do, but you have to. Continue. No, me too. I understand the frustrations. Hope. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you got to get out there, staying home, throwing up your hands and giving up mm -mm, that. You know what? That's not even not only unintelligent, that's actually cowardly. And, and that's the coward's way out. It's really bad for you because I know you say that, you know, people listen to you, you have influence, but you also are, uh, you know, rich. So right. some of the things or many of the things that people who look like you but don't have the bank account that you have, they right. are the ones that are going to suffer. You're not going to suffer right. as much. Now, your you girl may, may suffer at some point because of what they've done with Roe v. Uh, v, v. Wade. But in yeah, general, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, you won't have to go through what people who look like you go through because of your, your bottom line. Or at the, least to a lesser degree. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to talk about somebody else right now who, oh gosh. So my Kevin Hart has filed a lawsuit against his former assistant over an interview with Tasha Kay. Now, um, his his ex assistant went on, you know, unwind with Tasha Kay, and we don't, you know, we just saying the stating the facts that that is what happened now the allegations included claims of him having an affair at his workplace as well as ac accusations of him suffering from a gambling addiction and you know all of this stuff that was supposed to be confidential whether or not it's true or not is not what he is upset about it is because she signed uh nda and he is also, he recently filed a lawsuit against Tasha K for alleged extortion. Okay. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Ma? You know, the, I just want to say to the ex-assistant that went on Tasha K, I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. I don't know how much money she was making. 
and so on and so forth and what happened between her and Kevin Hart. But I'm trying to figure out the math Mm -hmm. and I don't see how it was worth it to her to do that. Not to go on Tasha K. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, how did she think that she would, what, get money from that? What did, did Kevin Hart fire her? Was she disgruntled? How did she think that was going to benefit her? Is she, I, I can understand writing a book or something, but how did she think she was going to benefit financially on terms of her career and employment? How did she think that was going to be a good look for her? Yeah. If she's trying to stay in that field, working with, uh, you know, rich and powerful people and becoming a rich and powerful person herself, how did she think going around exposing or uh, making allegations? I don't know if it's true or not or whatever. Now, her former employer, how did she think that was going to help her? Now, something now this I don't know if this is correct, but this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. She served as his personal assistant from okay. 2017 to 2020 and the NDA stipulated her payment of 90,000 over 3 years. Now that does not sound like a lot of money. You mean $30,000 a year? It says 90,000 over 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 years. 3 years. That well, is I don't I, I can't. Now I we can't don't know imagine. if that's accurate but that's according right. to Hollywood reporter. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a small amount of money, number one. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute. But wait a minute now. Still in all, I don't know that that's true or not, but that's a small amount of money. And I don't know what kind of assistant it was. And I don't know how many hours she worked. <laughs> Maybe she only worked one day a week or a few hours a week. I don't know what that Maybe was. Maybe she what only I mean? worked one time a year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that was. You know, maybe, maybe for the time, maybe no. No. Now, you know good and well that wasn't for no close confidant take handle in your real business. Now, you know good and well. No, it was not. And Kevin Hart would know. And Kevin Hart, I couldn't trust nobody. I only paid that little bit of money to. That's That's not even, that's not even a good street job. That ain't even a good job out on the street. You know, there's not, no. So something wrong with that. But wait a minute. Like I said, she might have maybe only worked a few hours or maybe that number is not even correct. But forget that. Here's the thing. Moving forward, let's say uh, she started out not doing much. You know, she probably got paid well for what she did. She probably didn't do a lot of stuff. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I do a good job and let you see I can be trusted and I ingratiate myself with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then that's a good look for me bumping on up. Everybody starts somewhere. Okay. So maybe I started doing just minor things, mm-hmm. but I did them reliable and I did it in a confidential way. And then I did it with discretion. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you see that, you know, I'm good. All right. Mm-hmm my value will increase that 90 become 190 become 290 become th- you understand my That's value fair. will increase how's my value increasing going on tasha k i having 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 people get mad people knowing my reputation once again people saying well i ain't gonna hire her because one of the main things i want for my confidant is for them to shut up Mm-hmm. The main thing I want for anybody in my business is for them not to go telling it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would uh, otherwise I wouldn't have you signing the NDA. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, so Guys, don't mess with an NDA because people. Oh, right. Will- right. And, and, you know, so, <laughs> so I, so I don't see how she thought she was going to benefit from doing that as opposed to having on her resume, even if she came to a, a parting of the ways with Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. which if things were good, she probably wouldn't have, but in case right. she did, you never know. Then she, he's a good reference for her with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he could say, yeah, she was good. She was good to go. I just changed my situation. So, you know, uh, I had to change my personnel, but she was excellent. She did this. She did that. And then she can get more money and more money and, you know, and become more and more valuable and be in there with people who are rich and powerful and help her become the same person, you know, become rich and powerful, too. What is she? Why? That was a wonderful opportunity with her working with him. Mm-hmm. How does she think? You know, that would give her, you know, entree to other rich and powerful people. How right. does she think working with Tasha K going to help her? Well, not even not working with Tasha K. Going I don't mean working with her. I mean on the show, well, I, making I, making allegations right. I just or wanna, disclosing things. Right, because I know. just want to specify that. that no, 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 no. I don't mean actually working with Tasha K. But I mean, you know, being on the show, talking about Kevin Hart, true or false. Breaking the, in, breaking the NDA. How does she think that that would work? Right. Breaching and that just, NDA. And, that's and not right. and not just and want to be very specific. This doesn't have to do with just Tasha K. If it, if she, if she went anybody on show and anybody. You know, right. So, yeah, right. So I don't look my I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. I'm not even going to go in there about whatever he does. I don't. Life, but I will say, guys, that when you take a job working for a superstar, a celebrity, that you need to keep your word if you want to continue to be successful in the business. It's not worth it to just go out there for one big payday. You know, it's just not. It'll but how big do you how big do you think that payday was from Tasha K? Has Tasha K ever had any big paydays herself? And Tasha K working for um. Uh, Cardi B now. Okay. Good, my good. Well, she's yeah. The, uh, Kevin Hart has sued her too. So right, her. right, right. And how many lifetimes is she gonna work? How many lifetimes is she gonna live to pay Cardi? That's more Kevin Hart. Well, who I got, don't know Cardi who make who make caught who, who make Kevin Hart's money look. Uh, uh, I mean Kevin Hart make Cardi B's money look small. Okay. Okay. Kevin Hart is paid, and everybody know that. Okay, we know, we know he's paid. We know. So, do you think that because he's paid, do you think that he should give the woman cut us some slack? No. Okay, that's how he's, you money. I guess no, no, not not not. It's not about money. It's not about money. It's about no. It's about what you did. Yeah, it's about what you it's did. About a violation. He, he, he right, right. He know he ain't getting no money. You can't get blood from a turnip. And like I said, this woman's still working for Cardi B. Okay, Cardi B then successfully sued the hell out of her. Oh no! Oh, Cardi B won that lawsuit. Okay, oh, and you and you and I both know Tasha K. It it can't pay Cardi B. Okay. Well, I don't know T- Tasha K. I've seen a picture of her a couple times and I'm just going Yeah, um, yeah. Well, well, well I haven't I haven't, you know, watched the show in a while, but I certainly know I, it. I I've never watched her show. Well, well, you watched some other ones that was, you know, whatever. Don't I don't act like, I don't, uh, I don't watch any YouTubers. Okay. 
Well, I don't watch any religiously. Well, I'm just telling you, I don't watch any. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. But yes, he should sue her because she, like like Whitney told, uh, what's her name, Wendy, watch what the blank you say. Watch mm-hmm. what the F you say. That's okay. all. Okay, listen. Yes, I agree, Ma, what you said. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on to uh oh no oh gosh Dave Chappelle I don't know if we, if we should go into Dave Chappelle or if we should go well we'll go into Dave Chappelle right now so Dave Chappelle released his Netflix special The Dreamer which I really enjoyed uh, it debuted on New Year's Eve and in it he you know, was Dave Chappelle. He was being funny Dave. But some people have some issues because they felt that he was being transphobic and also um, that he was going after people with disabilities. Now, here's one of the main jokes that I guess annoy people and it started (laughs) from the beginning. Chappelle revealed that he'd once gone to visit Jim Carrey um, during the 1999 movie Man on the Moon and the late comedian Andy Kaufman, about the late uh, comedian Andy Kaufman, in regard to Carrie pretending to be Kaufman while Chappelle was visiting, Chappelle noted, that's how trans people make me feel. And so he started from there and said that he wasn't going to go in, you know, talking about trans people, only maybe three times, three or four times. And he did talk about trans people. Now, I enjoyed the show. I uh, thought it was funny. Uh, However, uh, we don't ever want to offend anyone of any group. Uh, And so I just want to put that out there. We want to make sure that people understand that we're not transphobic um, and, you know, we support all people. I did not feel that that Dave was being transphobic. I feel like he's a comedian and I feel that comedians should be allowed to joke about almost anything and almost everything he jokes about himself he jokes about his wife he jokes about his kids he jokes about you know uh, right groups. right right and so right why right. can't he joke about LGBTQ+? right you plus right right exactly trans trans people why do you think you should be the one group or one of the few groups, I would say the one group that any comedian can't make jokes about. Why? And I want you to respond to that. Who do you think you are? They have jokes about black, blue, brown, pink, purple, gay, straight, short, fat, tall, skinny, dumb, smart, rich, poor, up, down, round, round. Why cats, dogs, birds, bees, worms, snakes, frogs, pigs, dolphins, elephants, lions, gorillas, monkeys? Why do you think a comedian cannot make jokes about you? Why? Why are you so sensitive? Why are you so special? Why are you so whatever? He's not he's not preaching hate speech. He's laughing. He's making silly ass jokes like he does about everybody. And he's totally, totally open about himself, about his family, about why 
are trans people off limits. I I don't happen to be trans, but I think if I'm trans, damn it, I'm trans. So, so, what? Yeah. What? Why? Every type of life form has been joked about and will continue to be joked about. Country, city, uh, uh, north, south, east, west, every culture, every country, every look, every style, every accent, every everything has been made fun of and joked about. Some jokes are good, some jokes are bad. Some have an element of truth, some are totally ridiculous and have no truth to them at all. But it's all an attempt at entertainment and to make us laugh. Trans people, who the hell do you think you are that people can't joke about you? That's pathetic. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? We're all human. We all have feelings. You laugh at the joke or you don't. You choose your comedian or you don't. That's up to you. But who the hell are you to say people can't laugh at you because you're trans? Well, I, what? You know what, my listen. I I agree with you on that one hundred percent. Um, I think that there's going to be some people, some trans people, and just you know, some people who aren't trans who will <laughs> right. say, "Okay, well, you say all of that, but trans people are discriminated against." more so than most groups. And when you make fun of trans people, then you are putting us in danger. Now I will say- Nope, nope, nope. I don't buy it. Is there any research behind that? Nope, they do not have any research to show any correlation between that. I know, I know good and well because they're doing nothing but bitching and moaning. Let me tell you something. I don't say what they say isn't true, but let me tell you something to discuss it and openly and talk about it, I feel brings a level of acceptance, mm-hmm. a level of acceptance. Now, if he was up there preaching hate speech, right. oh, oh my God. Oh, now, now, Dave, I, Dave and any damn body else, if you speak in hate speech, then you go to hell. I'm not or with you. Slurs okay, you right, right. Like, but you know. if you laughing and making silly ass jokes, uh, uh, about how somebody look or talk or this or that or making some, you know, basic silly ass jokes like that. That is no, no, no. Because that's what we all deal with. That's what we all deal with. No. And to me, that's just including you as being accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a part of our human existence. No, yeah. I'm not going with that. I'm not, I'm not going with that. Listen, I don't buy that listen. at all. It- it's it's comedy. It's entertainment. I don't Absol- I don't believe be- that he has hate in his heart towards trans. And, and ab- absolutely not. No, I agree with you, daughter. Absolutely not. And to be ignored and to be not even considered and included in any of the conversation. Guess what? That's the biggest insult. That's the biggest insult. Right. Now I want you to think about that. I right. want did trans be recognized and laughed at and talked about and included in the conversation just like every damn body else. Mm-hmm. What, 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 you know, no. And every group has gone through and will continue to go through to some extent, you know, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. okay? Whatever it may be, there will be a time we will reach a point in our society when 
trans do not experience the level of animosity and non-acceptance that is going on now. And that's the goal that we work toward. And certainly making jokes is not a way of separating, but a way of including Right. You know, so, uh, you know, so no, I'm not, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy that at all. We made jokes are made about everybody. Either you think it's funny or you don't or you like it or you don't or whatever. That's it. You start that. Then where where does it end? Where does the censorship end? Where where does it end? OK, they they kill black men. The cops kill black men more than any other group. Uh, is Dave is a black man, then I guess he shouldn't be joking at all. I guess he should just not, I guess he should hang up his gloves. And the top comedians in the in the country, in the world, or most of them are African-American, or many of them, for sure, well, are African-American. So, which is what, so what does that mean? Yeah. If there's any correlation, then you telling black men they don't need to be comedian at all. You know, if you're going to take it to the ridiculous extreme, and I don't like to, and I don't like how they shut down Hassan Minaj. I don't like how they they did him either. That's a whole nother story. He's a he's a brown uh, comedian, and right. they they came right. for him in a way that I didn't particularly care for. And you know we can address that you know on a, on another episode. But you know yeah. it's comedy, yeah. guys. It's comedy. There was no ethnic or racial or you know whatever type of slurs that were thrown out there, and there wasn't any hate speech. It was all. Right. And, and fun and you know nobody uh-huh. is trying to offend you we want you to thrive we want you to have a good life we are here for your rights and so uh but from my point of view now i also from, want to say from this, my point of view as well i, yeah. I also want to say this i am not trans i don't know how you feel but I know that as a black woman, that if someone was making jokes about me, that uh, I would hope that I could laugh at them. He <laughs> makes jokes about black women all the time. And plenty of people make jokes about black women and, you know, different stereotypes and all this other stuff. And, you know, for the most part, they're funny and you roll with the punches. So uh, that's just kind of where I, where I stand with it. So, guys, we, uh, you know, we hope that you weren't offended but I, I've seen so many things where they were attacking and Dave and 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 I enjoyed the dreamer, Ma. I enjoyed it. Right, it, right, it right. Felt for me, you know. Right, you know. And if you're gonna get that sensitive, if you're gonna get that hypersensitive, you'll find yourself not listening to very many comedians. Right. Okay. You'll find yourself having a very, very narrow, uh, very limited and shallow pool of resources when it comes to comedians. Because they talk and laugh about everything in general. And who you and who are you only supposed to joke about? Rich white men? Right, right. Is that, is that just, it? Just just exactly right. Just exactly what <laughs> happens to comedy. And just, you know, and now, you know, you elevate censorship and you limit freedom of speech, freedom of expression. So where are you going with this? Right. You know, who's off limits? So, you know. No, no, you're going down the wrong road, um, trans community and anybody else. You know, you just make your choice. You just and, choose who you like on which jokes you think and, are funny, period. And, and my, in defense of the trans community with this, unless and we, we're putting this out there, we don't know that the trans community is saying it. We right. believe, we know that there are people who are saying it. It could be some yeah. people from our yeah. part, which is the-, oh, the Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Oh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, yeah. 
say. So okay, I don't yeah. know. all right. So let's move on to the final pop culture topic um, of the week, which is unfortunately uh, former Harvard President Claudine Gay has resigned, <clears throat> making her tenure the shortest in Harvard in Harvard's history. This resignation comes as she faced multiple scandals, including plagiarism and her reaction to the Hamas attacks on Israel. Now, my we know something that went viral when they showed her testimony at um, the congressional hearing in which she wasn't really able to, you know, call on the campus. She wasn't able to to say that calls on campus for the genocide of Jews would violate the school's conduct policy. She said it can be depending on the context. And when she said that, a lot of people felt that you needed to resign. And of course, you know, now there's other instances of plagiarism or alleged plagiarism that, um, you know, she had to face. So, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I have my opinion. Um, I don't know if you want to start, but go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You can say to go ahead and, you know, do your uh, thing. I just wanted to say that, you know, obviously she was the first black woman and she was also the second woman to be Harvard president. So there's an issue there, um, obviously, with diversity. Uh, when she was supposed to she's deny unequivocally deny um the genocide of jews of anyone saying that it was okay to call on the genocide of jews she should have said that now that was number one and that was where she made her mistake as far as plagiarism i have no idea no idea and none of us know if that was something right right there right because of what she said but she was 100 wrong when she used that statement, she was being too technical and too cute with it. And she should have said, of course, you know, we will not allow students to call for the genocide of Jews. That's a complete violation of the school's a code of uh, a conduct of policy, because for any group, any type of genocide yeah. is a violation. Yeah. And so well, that she is e- yeah yeah she she equivocated that 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 is exactly right instead of her just coming right out saying it she was hemming and hawing around and you know kind of bsing around there with it you know mm-hmm. and um and she offended especially what's her name stefanica what's that uh yeah. republican in new york yeah yeah, yeah. she you know uh, definitely uh you know has been you know, really, really like a bulldog going after um, gay at this point. So, but you know, here's my thing. Uh, I I think she should not have equi- equivocated. You know, I do agree with you with that. Uh, but here's my thing. In addition to that, I'm not clear because the last I read, mm-hmm. which was very recently, mm-hmm. she still works at Harvard. She's she still, uh, however... I don't know, but they're going even deeper and deeper into all these allegations. They're coming up with more and more and more so-called instances, quote unquote, of uh, plagiarism. I, you know, I don't know, but they keep they're going deep and deep and deeper. So far, she has not been found guilty of plagiarizing, but they claim they found so many other instances. And I really think that um, I really think they're going after her you know, for real. And mm-hmm. I don't know how she's going to continue to work there in, in that environment in any capacity. 
I don't get that. You know, one of the others, you know, there were three women. There were three women involved with the congressional hearings, mm -hmm. three women school presidents, right? Mm -hmm. One of them resigned. I don't, I think, I, I, I'm not sure. I think the other two were, um, were white. Okay. I don't think the others were black. I think the other two were white, but anyway, it mm -hmm. really kind of may not even matter. I just right. mentioned it. I'm not sure. I can't swear, but anyhow, I know there were three women. One of them resigned. Okay. Okay. On her own, you know, well, you know, gay is resigning, but she kind of, they kind of are pushing her too, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one did resign. The other one I think is still, you know, there. But I, like I said, I think she's going to just eventually just leave altogether because they're continuing to, you know, delve more deeply. Coming from different bodies, allegedly. Coming from, you know, different sources. But they're deepening the investigation into plagiarism and coming up with more and more and more. The, the number of plagiarism instances alleged plagiarism instances has risen and mm -hmm. continues. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the problem. And mm -hmm. I'm saying to myself, she's still working there and they're still investigating her and they're even, you know, widening the investigation. So I, I don't know, you know, I don't know, but it looks to me that I'm not sure where they were going before the congressional hearing, but the congressional hearing really Push the envelope, okay? Oh, yeah. It really pushed it over the edge for her. And right. I think they're after her, and I think they want her not only out of that position, clearly, but mm -hmm. I think they may want her out, period. So let's see how it goes. That, well, that, that's all. Uh, you know, that, that really is kind of all I have to... I won't say that it's a witch hunt or mm -hmm. this or that, but I will say um, that uh, they are investigating her. I mm -hmm. will say that they they are really going after her. They really are you going know. after her. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made that huge misstep, and she was wrong. What, like I uh -huh. said, about uh -huh. the plagiarism. But my, you know what she should do? Uh, you know, like I'm giving people life advice. No, put it out there. Yeah, of uh, course. She should write a book. She well, should. No, well, you know I what? Mean, I know well, it's you know what she. Heard. Well, she she probably will. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that, you know, that's a way to get her out, you know, pay some bills and, you know, and I, I think that people yeah. shouldn't read it, but I will read it. Uh, you know, oh, I yeah. think it's interesting to, interesting to hear what she has to say. Um, you know, like yeah. I, I, I do believe that she was completely wrong in her statement about the, you know, the Jewish community. That was wrong. So we, you know, we, we can't stand by that. I don't care who you are. You know, we got to call people out when they do wrong. Uh, genocide but, against any group that kind of talk is hateful and wrong, wrong and nobody should condone it right and you should be held accountable for that okay right. so hate speech uh-uh hate speech is off the table period right okay oh, all right ma um so let's get into some fun now well i don't know if it's fun or not but let's let's talk about some movies we did see some movies um over the holidays and the first one we got to talk about is of course the color purple which was a musical uh well the 2023 version is a musical and it stars of course fantasia you know as Celie, taraji as suge avery we have the lovely danielle brooks as sophia coleman domingo as mr uh corey hawkins as harpo Halle bailey as Nettie, her as squeak 
David Allen Greer as Rev Avery and Sierra as the adult Nettie. Uh, so, uh, Ma, we know what The Color Purple is about. We don't even need to give people any backstory on that. Um, I want to know, what are your thoughts on it? And we're going to re- review. What are your, your is your rating? Uh, I, I, I thought it was fire. I thought it was off the hook. I thought it was so well done. Uh, I thought it was, well, we know the story, you know. And I thought it was wonderful, the story, of course, we know was triumphant in the end after, you know, Silly goes through so much heartbreak and so much loss and so on and so forth. I thought everybody was superb. Uh, I thought Coleman Domingo was all that as Mr. I mean, though he was just a vile human being throughout most of it, in the end, there was some level of redemption, thank heavens. Uh Sierra wasn't in there long, but she, you know, she just had a little brief part as the adult sister, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, what was her name? Nettie? What was her name? Nettie. And, Ma, yeah. Everybody now. Okay, so listen. So I thought it was, she was just so, I thought she was good. I thought she was very sophisticated and, you know, very regal in it. I thought that was really good. Short part, but a good part. And I'm going to tell you, but, or, or, yeah. you know, for my money, French. Fantasia was off the hook. Fantasia was so good. She played the role so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Coleman Domingo, like I said, superlative. Uh, Sophia, oh, she's really so de- yeah, Danielle Brooks, just, just, just so good. I thought the cast was excellent. Taraji played Suge well. You know, it's a you know, it's a well written story. You know, it's a well-written story, but some of them brought pieces of themselves to the role and just made it even more over the top. Hallie, over the top Hallie Bailey was, was good. Hallie was good. And, and she was cute and sweet in the relationship that she, the sisters had was just so sweet. You were just heartbroken when they had to be separated or when they were separated. Um, it just was good. The choreography off the chain. Oh, they were getting down. The choreography was beautiful. The singing was sweet. I just enjoyed it. It was very uplifting. I mean, you know, we went uh, up and down. It was a rocky road, but in the end, it was just very uplifting. And just the entire, the cinematography, the areas they were in, the lands was so beautiful, was so beautiful. Don't you think? I thought it was gorgeous. I I thought it was gorgeous. And and the big cookout, the big picnic they had in the inn, and why they had how they had all the tables in the circle under all the trees. Oh, I thought it was no, you gorgeous. don't have to tell people. Beautiful, another picture. Beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. Well, that's not a secret type thing. You know, everybody knows the story already. It was beautiful. I loved it. I enjoyed it very much. They did their thing. They did the story proud. I was so happy for Fantasia. I just loved it. You know, I I loved her acting chops. And she sang, but she did more acting than singing. You know, far more, right? And uh, so I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Top shelf, honey. Top shelf. What number? Oh, that's a ten. That's a ten. Because uh, they did everything. That ten. They did everything. That's a ten. Okay. It did, it's it's a it's a musical. It's okay. a musical. Okay. Oh. So so they did what a musical is supposed to do. Uh. Well, I, I really enjoyed the color purple. I thought the acting was 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 excellent. 
um, you know, obviously in the singing, um, the choreography added, you know, something to it. Um, I, I can't see where anybody was miscast. I think everyone was cast perfectly. I mean, everyone really brought something to their roles. Um, I loved Fantasia. Um, I, I Like I said, I, well, not like I said, because you guys didn't hear me say this. Danielle Brooks actually, to me, uh, stole a show. Um, I, for some reason, I felt that Fantasia was going to do well. I had the expectation that she was going to be excellent and she was. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from Danielle Brooks, even though she did it on Broadway. I just didn't, I don't know. I feel I'm seeing different layers from her. Uh, Fantasia to me seems like someone who, even though we know the color purple uh, predates her, uh, she seems like she would fit perfectly into the role of Celie as someone who dealt with a lot of hardships and overcome and triumph. Uh, Danielle Brooks is a person who we know uh, went to, I think she may have a master's and, and you know, and, you know, kind of comes from that background. Uh, she just, to me, uh, was able to transition into the role in a different way. And I, I liked it. I I, I thought um, I saw her elevated even more so than my girl, Oprah. And I love Oprah, uh, but I just saw that. Um, I, I, just, I just really, really enjoyed it. There was no one that didn't, you know, pull their weight. Everyone was excellent. And um, I'm going to give it a top shelf. I'm between a nine and a nine and a half top shelf. Okay. So good. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so next movie is Saltburn. And, and this is a definitely a, what do you call it? I guess a, a black comedy. Um, and it stars uh, Barry Keon. Um, and if you guys know him, he was in uh, the band series of, what is it? Banshees of Insurian. Is that the name of it? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, and Jacob Elorati, who is um, on Euphoria, the you know the tall, good-looking guy, uh, Rosamond Pike, Carrie Mulligan, and um, newcomer. Well, I don't know him. Um, the uh, I think he's um, you know uh, of color. He the black biracial guy, uh, Archie Madaqui, and I thought he did a good job. So Salt Saltburn follows the main character who is a student at Oxford and he has this thing for this wealthy classmate who comes from a very uh, eccentric family. Um, and the story is just kind of led by his attraction or maybe even obsession with this good looking guy played by J uh, Jacob Elorati. Uh, and I thought it was much better than um, I had anticipated because I hadn't really um, paid much attention to it. I know that the two leads were nominated for Golden Globes. And let me just retract going back with the color purple. Fantasia is nominated for Golden Globe. Uh, Danielle Brooks is nominated for a Golden Globe um, and wanted to shout them out. And I'm sure that we're going to see more and more nominations as the award season gets underway because it was an excellent film. So I just wanted to shout that out. Um and it's getting brave reviews from the critics, The Color Purple. Um, Saltburn, um, like I said, um, I didn't know what to expect with it. it. It definitely is very grotesque, not suitable for work, not suitable for children, but it is very interesting and entertaining with a couple of really 
really, really good um, acting jobs. So my, what's your thought on Saltburn? Okay, what do you mean not suitable for work? Uh, well, people don't need to have it in the office or like, oh, oh, okay, photos okay, or from oh, okay, the movie. oh, I got you. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I thought Saltburn was good. It, it to me, uh, it just made me think about. It was reminiscent of a couple of movies I've seen in the past, and one was called The Servant with Dirk Bogard. It's a very old film. I mean, I don't even know if it was made during my lifetime, but it was very good where the servant uh, became the master and took over the household. Uh, and it was really good. It was, in fact, it probably was better than Saltburn um, because it was all about power and not just about money and greed, you know, and it was more of a head movie than maybe, well, Saltburn was too, you know, but also he, you know, resorted to some just crude uh Things. I don't know how much you want me to tell or say or whatever. Yeah, don't. You know, because, yeah. Don't so, but anyway, anyhow, anyway, Saltburn was good. Uh, Saltburn was good. Saltburn, I would probably give maybe about an eight. Uh, I think it was a top shelf. Mm -hmm. I think it was very good. I think it was very intriguing and um, not so original. You know, I've seen similar movies before, but I think this was done well. You know, I think it was done well. And I think that the main character, I think the protagonist was um, well uh, developed, you know, and, you know, you really things weren't uh, revealed completely until the very end. And um, and so I thought it was well thought out and I thought it was well played and, and I did enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm kind of with you on that. My. I'm with a, a, a top shelf. I'm gonna give it. I will go between eight and eight and a half. Um. I thought it was well done, and it was better than I thought it was gonna be. Un unexpected. Good movie. Um. Okay. Uh. And finally, my the holdovers, which was is really a good holiday movie to watch and also uh, this is a good family movie but really well done i'm um, starring paul giamatti uh divine joy randolph and uh newcomer dominique sessa now it takes place in 1970 or 71 around there right and it's the story of a bad tempered history teacher in New England, who is forced to chaperone a handful of students uh, with nowhere to go for the Christmas break. And one of the students in particular um, has a very interesting background that just kind of draws you in. Um, his character is Angus. And so um, I had heard good things about the holdovers. I was looking forward to watching it and it did not, um, it did not disappoint. Uh, very well acted, very sentimental, had a few, uh, definitely shed a few tears. Um, this is the same director from Sideways that, you know, uh, Paul Giamatti was in Sideways. That's like the first time that I actually really even knew who he was. Um, and I thought that um, he just did an excellent job. There was like, you saw growth throughout the film between him and also with the student. Agnes, I loved it. And I felt that uh Devon, Angus. His name was Angus. Did I what did I call him? Agnes. Agnes. I'm sorry, Angus. <laughs> okay. It was not, right. it was not Agnes, Angus. My bad. Okay. Um, okay. And so uh Divine, what's her name? Divine Joy Randolph. She was excellent in this. 
Um, you just felt for her. She had tragedy in her life and that carried through the film. But I thought she did a really, really amazing job. I think she's an excellent talent and I'd like to see her um, in more films as well. But I actually am seeing her in quite a bit. She's in uh, Only Murders in the Building and she was in Dolomite, the, the recent one with Eddie Murphy. But go ahead, Ma. Your thoughts. Yeah, uh, I I think it was a very easy to watch family movie, and um and you know it it was very uh it was just a sort sort of a calm movie. It was sort of a sleeper, you know. It just plodded along, plodded along, and then you found yourself getting more and more interested in the characters and what was going to happen to them. And then they had a couple of surprises. It wasn't really so predictable to me. I mean, you could sort of figure that the um, the student and the teacher were going to develop a, a rapport. You could figure that out. But you didn't know how it was going to develop. You didn't know the turn it was going to take. And um, and I think it became very emotional and very real. And and I like that. I like the way it developed. You know, uh, it wasn't just a, a, the typical, uh, you know, uh, spoiled rich kid or whatever. You know, he had some family dynamics going on there that were just kind of, you know, things that we don't address often things that we really do like to shut out and they're things that happen to us, but people really don't like to talk about. And, and they did. And I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was very compassionate. I thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot and a good family movie, you know, good holiday movie, just, you know, an overall good movie. It didn't have uh, any, you know, murders, or this or that or you know it just was all about relationships and it was really really good um yeah i'm gonna give it a top shelf nine i i heard it i'm 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 with you i'm gonna go with the nine as well i'm gonna go with the nine for that i'm gonna go with the nine you know it was uh as you know as as dramas go it was really good really good and paul giamatti i i hope he's going to be recognized i hope he's going to be recognized for that role yes he was he's nominated for golden globe okay so is and so is our, our girl divine joy randolph okay all right and the character's name is angus I apologize. So okay, okay, okay. Uh, and so to yeah. tell the truth, I forgot his name. It could have been Agnes. Okay, <laughs> so all right, don't think it was about correcting you. It was about are you sure which one is it? Because I didn't know. I had forgotten his name. Okay, well, thanks for that, ma. Okay. okay, so let's get into a couple of TV shows. Actually, there's really well. There's two, but one, my, I don't know how far you want to go into it because we can talk about it um, on the next episode, but we just watched Fargo and I still don't even know where to begin and end with Fargo because John Hamm is scary. John Hamm, if John Hamm doesn't get nominated for he whatever, because boy, he is scorching hot. He is scorching hot. His portrayal of this totally, totally unredeemable, uh, you know, I shouldn't say that nobody is without redemption, right? But uh, he is horrible. Oh, 
Oh, he is horrible. And he is playing it to the hilt. Mm-hmm. He is he is superlative in the role. I really like him playing this part. And I mean, and he's a very unlikable character, but he is playing it so well, you are just drawn into the show. You are just drawn into the drama completely. And he is and, on creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's creepy. He's cruel. He's just, he's just everything. He's just everything. He's, he's mean. Oh, my gosh. He's ruthless. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's just everything. Oh my gosh, he's, he's everything. Yeah. And you know, and uh, I feel that Jennifer- everything, everything bad. Everything. Oh, bad. Let me say that everything bad. Yes. And I just want to say that Juno Temple is doing a very good job as well as an abused uh, former uh, wife who has tried to you know change her life and make a life for herself. Uh, as she has remarried and you know has a child and she's she's tough she really is tough but i'm worried about her ma i don't know if she's gonna survive i'm very worried well let's see how it goes you know let's just see let's just see how it goes but i'm telling you fargo for those who haven't tuned in binge it Fargo is scorching hot it and is, this is so season five. good every, every yes. season is standalone so. Yeah, well, for for this season, for this season, which is starring John Hamm and Juno, I don't know what's her full name, Paige. You Ju- Juno Ju- something? Juno Juno Temple. Juno Temple. John Hamm and Juno Temple. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah. And the, it's you excellent. know what? Let, let's give a shout out to um, Lamar Morris who got his start on BET. That he was on. Um, what is it? Uh, the oh gosh, with uh, I can't think of the name of the 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 picture that he the series that he was on, but um, oh New Girl, he was on New Girl, um, and so he was okay. the main cast of New Girl. Uh, but okay. he got his start on BET. Okay, All and right, okay. jokes and everything, and he's doing his thing as well. And so. he and he is playing good. He is a. He's a law law enforcement state officer. Trooper. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a state trooper. Yes. Right. Oh, and he and he is good and yeah. he's smart and he's good. He yeah. is really good. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um. So now you know we had to talk about this show. Uh. We, oh gosh. Now I get like emotional talking about it. Raising Canaan. Unique, ma. Where's unique? We, Writers, uh, hear us. Bring Unique back. Right. Let Ronnie let Ronnie have thought he was dead, but he really isn't dead. Take Ronnie on out of there. Bring Unique back. Unique right. brought a kind of uh, uh, energy. You know, I don't want to say sexual, but it is a macho, mm-hmm. strong char- charisma, just He's everything, cute. magnetism, just everything to the show. Bring Unique back if you possibly can. Bring Unique back. Yeah, it's we missing from the show, guys. When you, yeah, yeah, bring Unique back. Don't do that to the show. Bring Unique back. We want to see Neek. Bring Neek back. Yeah. And that's that. That's all I have to say. I love it. I love raising Canaan. Fifty, right. while you running, you running around, running your mouth and everything. Talk to those writers, Fifty. Well, he's we an executive to... producer, so I'm sure he can talk. Uh, no, well, that's what I'm talking about. I know who I'm talking to. You, 50, bring Neek back. 
Okay. Th- this okay. is my this is okay. a very long episode. However, we need to get into a little bit uh, about raising Canaan because we've been gone for a couple of weeks, but uh just you know, briefly. So unique, so we don't we think that unique is gone, guys, and we are very sad. You never know what might happen, but it looks like he really is gone. There, there, there might be a resurrection. <laughs> We're hoping for a resurrection, but right. yeah, for all intents and purposes, he's dead. Now, okay. where does that leave Rock? Now, once Rock finds out, and I know Rock is going to know that Ronnie did it because Rock is smart and she knows, you know, and Unique already told Ronnie that that Ronnie had, I'm sorry, you, you mean, already told you, Rock right. that Ronnie murdered is wild and is out right. there street wild and that he killed Dean. And then he had right. killed, right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. So she's going to be on high alert. So I, obviously this is going to bring her back into the game when she's trying to get as far away from it as possible. And and Ronnie is out there messing with um Kanan. Right. He's over there at the school messing Kanan, talking, right. accusing Kanan of selling heroin, which um Kanan is not selling heroin. You right. know, right. So, and, and Kanan didn't even say anything to Rock. I thought that was all that he didn't say, but I guess he's just not really speaking to Rock. Uh, but I would have. Well, not yet. Well, well, well. Maybe he doesn't want to mention anything because he is doing something he don't have no business doing, and maybe he didn't want to, you know, um, just pull Rock in more into, mm-hmm. you know, being on his case. I kind of mm-hmm. understand why he didn't want to say too much to Rock because mm-hmm. he's not doing the he's not doing the right thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, Rock doesn't exactly know what he's doing, but she knows he's doing what he should not be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I kind of understand that part right now. But at some point, he is going to tell Rock. He's going to have to tell Rock, and then right, right, yeah. right. So I, I don't know who's going to kill Ronnie, but it'll either be Rock or Kanan, is what I'm right. Thinking. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking that too. We don't know what the writers really have in mind, but the way he's out here in the street, getting you know. Uh, coming after people, anybody might kill him. Anybody, yeah. yeah and and yeah. I think, and I, and I really believe that. Obviously, Ronnie has, you know, mental health issues, and I believe that had Unique not confronted Ronnie, um, Ronnie probably wouldn't have killed him. But I think he just lost his mind in that moment and just went. You know, he was already out there. We get it. But then that rage came in with being mentally unstable. And I think that's why Unique is gone. And so I, I hate that. Like I said, we want Unique to come back. Uh, but um, rounding it out. Well, I'm, this is not the first person Ronnie killed because he killed Dean. And and he well, killed he Dean. Killed he killed three people. Because remember, he yeah. killed some guy from the club that he didn't uh, right you like. know right i mean i mean you know so he's just is just out there you don't no, no rhyme or reason to him he just is out there he right. just is crazy yeah you know yeah that, he that, just is crazy that, you know that, he's he, he he's killing people he's not killing people in self-defense and none of them people was trying to kill him you know he's well, just out there killing people well you know that's true and you know to uh a lesser degree, another little subplot in there um, that I'm concerned about is Kanan, uh, Jukebox, and the new girl, Aisha, and obviously Fame. So him and Fame are not, you know, on good speaking terms at this point because Kanan is just mistreating Fame. And Kanan knows that Fame is not reliable and goofy. We know all that. And he knows that he knows also fame can't stand up to rock. He's right. telling fame, don't let rock in. 
Rock could kick the door down or shoot the door or do anything or right. have somebody with her to do it. He can't stand up to Rock. Right. That Kanan, right. Kanan himself can't really stand up to Rock. All he can do is run away from her, right. you know, but he can't, you know, so how are you going to get mad at him with Rock? Right. You know, he can't, you know, he can't do that. And he's telling them, don't take money from Rock. Rock is leaving the money there. He can't give it back to her. Right. Let's you see know, it, it, you know, he, he can't, he can't give no money back to Rock. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen. If she tell him to take it and she'll leave it there and it'll be there. Right. What is he supposed to do? He right. cannot stand up to rock and, and Canaan knows that. Right. You know, so so that whole situation there, you know, uh, you know, um famous is just in an untenable situation. Either way he goes, he's just screwed up, you know. I, so that's not good. I'm completely with you on that, Ma. I'm completely worried about that. Um but well, I'm worried about um Kanan's relationship with Fame, and I'm worried about Kanan's relationship with Aisha and Jukebox because right, right, he had no business approaching Aisha, and right. and then Juke was just like, oh no, 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 it's just a friend, and so I'm all of that. You know, that's not going in well. It just seems like it's just right, a- right. Right. You know, all the fish in the sea, he don't he don't need to be fishing right there where his cousin is. And he need to just leave that alone. You know, it's just somebody convenient there. And, you know, he's just taking advantage of the fact that she already is friendly with um Juke. And right. so, oh, OK, I'll just talk to oh, she's here. You know, nah, he need to leave that alone. Even mm-hmm. that he asked, even that he asked Juke if, you know, if Juke liked Aisha and Juke is saying no. Oh, Juke is only saying no because she feels insecure she doesn't feel certain about saying how she feels you know and uh and and he should know that and he should leave that alone you know Uh, and because like you said it can't it can't end well if if he pursues if he pursues Aisha you know maybe he won't maybe that was just a quick thought maybe that was a fleeting thought but I hope it is because if he pursues her you know it's not gonna be good you know, no. it's not going to be good. It's going, it's going to hurt jukebox. It's going to hurt juke. One, 100%, ma. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so guys, we, you know, we'll follow up obviously with Raising Canaan because we love the show. We'll, you know, keep talking about it. Um, And obviously uh, Fargo as well. But my, oh gosh, we really have gone over time today. But we haven't seen Married at First Sight in a while. Well, I guess the last episode wasn't the regular format. Um, so, you know, we'll, you know, let everybody know our thoughts on that. But do you have any predictions coming up for the second half of the season for Married at First Sight? Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything because it's taking all kind of twists and turns that I didn't think it would take. I mean, I saw a coming attraction where, Lauren seemed like she was, uh, you know, willing to make up with Orion. And what I want to say is they're divorced. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I know. uh, Right. I I got all what they say they are, but I'm telling you what they had for a coming attraction. Mm -hmm. And that was him saying that he wants to, you know, uh, I don't know what, you know, he, it is exactly he's saying, but whatever it is, she's, she's open to it. And it, you know, I mean, she's still willing to uh, associate with him, you know, and I think that that's something that she needs to just let go, but she's not going to let it go. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. I forgot to go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. So, I mean, as far as, you know, what's going to happen with them, I hope that somebody, one or two of the couples, you know, um, you know, finds their way to, you know, have the strength to stay together or find some kind of happiness together, because I'm not really seeing much from any of them right now. So I, I, I don't know. I Listen, I don't think unless I'm seeing stuff that is not accurate, I don't think that any of them should stay together. Um, the only couple that I thought had any hope was Becca and Austin. And from the coming attractions, they look like they will be in trouble. And their issues for me, I think the sex issue, I think, is is something. I think they're trying to do a little bit better now, but something seems odd with that. Uh, but right, I would say right. I saw and I can't say the site. We, we can't say it, um, but uh, the success that Married at First Sight has one of the lowest success rates in reality TV dating history. Just one. Wait a minute. There. Well, listen, let me tell you something. We don't need anybody to tell us that because we see that we see it. It's in front. We don't we don't need anybody to tell us that we see that we can see it. And it's only going from bad to worse because now. They can't even get them to stay in the house the apartment together. When right. they first started out, at least they would stay together. Uh, right. You know, and then they started going spending nights out or, you know, they started going out and coming back late. Now do you have them to where after the honeymoon, they don't even want to move in with the people. Right. You know, they're not even giving it a chance. We see that already. Right. We see that already. So I don't know. There's been a few you know, survivors, but not many, not many at all. So, you know, good luck. So we'll, we'll tune, tune in because, you know, keep hope alive, that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what they do. Woo. But, uh, but if I'm, if I'm Lauren, I would, I would just say I dodged a huge bullet with Orion, you know, but let's just see. But as always, she's, you know, showing, uh, you know, a lot of acceptance and a lot of forgiveness. So let's just see. Okay. Okay, Ma, I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. The stars, the sun, and the moon. The stars, the sun, and the moon. Always. I'm going to say the excitement of goals and resolutions for 2024. Number two, the Golden Globe Awards I'm excited about. And number three, I'm (laughs) excited to see who is going to make it to the Super Bowl. I know we have some time. Uh... Ma, now, is there anything that you wanted to say before we go? No, I just want to tell n- nothing in particular except to tell everyone, as I always do, do everything in moderation and stay safe. And guys, please, please keep your eye on the ball. We are fighting to save our democracy. You don't want to have to live through things that you took for granted or your life being taken away from you. And it can happen. It has already started to happen. And you have a man who, if given the opportunity, will take things away from you that you never thought you'd lose. America will not be America anymore. And it'll hit almost everybody. Unless you are rich and famous. And in fact, if he becomes a total dictator, even some of the rich and famous will will start to hurt. Okay, you see what Putin does. Putin has stole from and banished a bunch of billionaires, at least a few of them. Okay, the same thing can happen in this country. 
Okay? So guys, please, we're fighting for democracy. None of that bull jive about you ain't going to vote. Go vote. Go vote. Okay. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on X, Instagram, Facebook, um, and threads at the Bambushi Happy Hour. Guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Things Peju, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour, and send us any emails at info at bambushihappyhour.com. And we love to see your DMs, guys. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. We will see you soon. And guys, remember, our next episode will be the Golden Globes Award Special. So thank you, guys. Be safe. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.